Welcome to the English Podcast. Hi guys, it's Stu Sensei here on the Stu Sensei's English Podcast. Great to have you here. Don't forget to hit the follow button if you haven't. Make sure you get the next episode when it comes out. Today, we are going to be talking about the five things that you should focus on in this new year, 2021. So everybody, first off, Happy New Year. Thank you so much for joining. 2020 has finished, finally, some of you are saying. But the great thing about a year like 2020 is that that is one of the worst years most of us will experience. Use that as the bottom, because from now, it can only get better, yeah? So, a new year is here. And most of us are very motivated to start studying English again. And we want to get back on track with our studies. We have a goal that we've suddenly set, you know, and all of these things. But the thing is, how do we actually get in the process of studying effectively during this time and keep it consistent? Because the three keys to learning a language, like I always say, are consistency persistency and patience consistency being do it every day persistency being how do i continue even when it gets hard and patience meaning you're going to get there eventually but it doesn't always happen straight away so here's five tips that i've created that i think will help you throughout the next year to keep you consistently persistently studying English throughout the whole year and getting you closer to the goals, whatever the level they are. So my first tip is to set a minimum daily time. So this seems like a simple one, I'm sure, but that minimum daily time may get clouded uh, through all the other things that we do. So what I really suggest is to actually make a schedule that has every day of the week and then it also has all time slots from zero zero to zero zero the next day and what how can this how can this actually help you is a great question i think that i'll get from this and that is on this schedule you're going to actually be coloring in only essential time periods for example you color in when you sleep so six hours to eight hours every day yeah and then you color in when you work For the eight, nine, ten hours you work. And then you color in when you eat or when you need to be with family. Color those in. And then after that, color in nothing else. Because Netflix, YouTube, uh, your phone, going on in or going on social media or playing a game, these are not essential pieces of information that need to go on this essential schedule. Now have a look at your schedule after you've done that and look how about look at how much white area there is. All of that white area is free time. I'm not saying use all of that area for English learning. Although if you did use the majority of it, you'd definitely get to your goal faster. But you can't go from zero to a hundred straight away. So I suggest to up your limit that you currently do. So for example, If you're doing two hours on a Sunday because that's the only time you thought was available, what I really suggest is for you to do maybe 30 minutes a day because having that reoccurring everyday momentum is much better than doing it once a week. Why? 
because you're more likely to remember vocabulary that you you just see regularly over a period of time, see it consistently rather than once a week. That means you're only training your brain to think in English once a week. It's not enough. You need a native speaker thinks and and speaks and listens and writes and and um, all of this. They do all of this. Uh, all the way through the week, every moment of every day. Whereas as a learner, we don't have that time to do, especially if we're not in a country that has people speaking English around us all the time. So we have to try and get as much of them. We need to try and get as much of our time surrounded by English. So I recommend to at least do 30 minutes a day. It's better than zero minutes a day. And it's definitely better than doing a charged up one session once a week. If you're already doing 30 minutes to an hour, try and push it a little bit further if you can. But you'll see from the white space on the schedule that it is possible and there's still time to do all of your free stuff. Now, my second tip is to actually don't use the word study. Study, what does it mean to you? Yeah, We have a definition of it, but study to most of us in our heads reminds us of school and using the textbook. Now, what I was saying in the previous point does not mean that we need to study with a textbook for an hour a day that isn't learning a language that is just getting a bit of knowledge and putting it in your head but that's not using the language itself so I don't like the word study I would just prefer you to say I'm going to dedicate this time to English in any way possible whether it's listening reading writing or speaking preferably speaking if you ask my opinion because if you're speaking to someone you're also listening to someone so you're getting two skills in one done there but yeah we should focus more on the use of language and not just studying via a textbook now you might study via a textbook for part of that time because maybe you need to refine your some grammar points uh, some vocabulary etc but i really suggest that we should be focusing more on the usage of the language and not just thinking of the time that we dedicate to English just just for textbook time. We should try to be incorporating English into our everyday lives as much as possible. And I think it doesn't just have to be in, in front of a textbook. That is probably the most boring version of, stud, of actually learning a language. So let's try and utilize other techniques like watching a TV show in English or reading something in English about something we enjoy, for example. Uh, my point number three is, uh, yeah, start to incorporate just anything that you enjoy into being done in English, into receiving it in English in some way, shape or form. I think that's really going to benefit a lot of you out there because sometimes we think we must, again, study via the textbook, which gives us scenarios that are not relative to our lives. You know, it's kind of random. So picking things that you enjoy for example I like football so maybe I'll read something in about football in English or for my case in Japanese because I'm studying Japanese I might listen to a football podcast in Japanese as well to help me study so you could do the same thing and I think that'll keep you going in the long term just studying for a textbook gets very boring because you can't relate to it you know you can't relate to the situation where you're a 40 year old man and they're talking about uh, a student studying in school you did that already you don't want to be doing those scenarios anymore so try and do it around things that you enjoy to start off with and get you in the motion because what we're trying to do is create your habit of studying every day and practicing in some form some way so it has to be enjoyable as well
Now, point number four is to do some studying or, or to receive some information in English whilst you're just doing daily tasks that don't take too much thinking. And this is something that I've done that's really, really helped me actually along my Japanese learning journey. Uh, for example, if I'm washing up, I'll just listen to some program in Japanese for 15 minutes whilst I'm finishing off that activity. Or if I'm tidying up the room, I'll have my,、uh, my phone with a podcast on in, with my earphones in. And, and this kind of small things that can really benefit you even in a quick way because we're trying to incorporate English as much as possible into our lives like a native speaker. So, that we get hit by words on a more regular basis. And the more we can intake English, the more we're going to remember it and we're going to be hit with situations over and over again where certain vocabulary is used. That's where we can aid recall in the future when we're speaking. This doesn't automatically make you、uh, be able to use the words, but it can help you remember certain things that are said by someone else and you can react quicker. And it will help improve your fluency in the future in that kind of sense. And the last one is that we have to take responsibility for our English journey. How much do you want your goal? It's super important to know. You need to make the commitment yourself and make some sacrifices along the way. Maybe you're watching two hours of Netflix a day and, and, pretending to, and you're pretending to yourself that you're studying English by having the Subtitles in your native tongue on, and whilst you're, whilst you're watching it and then having the English on over the top, you're not actually listening to the English, you're reading the subtitles because you need the subtitles for the plot. So, we have to really think how can we actually practice English? How can I get out of my comfort zone more often? And we have to take responsibility for that. And by Doing those small things that can really assist us to do a bit more. Like if we're watching Netflix for two hours, perhaps cut it down to an hour and a half and then study a bit more English or, sorry, dedicate some more time to English. That's what we're trying to say. So that's what I really recommend. Like try and cut out things that, you, that are not so necessary in your life that you can sacrifice for. What could potentially be a better future for yourself and to hit your goal that you really want to because you've been pushing for it for the whole of last year, perhaps, and you just aren't hitting it, and you're still wondering why. Why am I not hitting this goal? Well, it's actually a really simple answer it's because you haven't done enough, you haven't sacrificed enough to reach there. And if we're trying to compare ourselves to native speakers who use the language every moment of every day, that means we need to go closer to their level. I'm not saying we do that much because it's not always possible, especially in non native speaking countries, but we need to get as close possible as we can so we can reach our goals. And you can definitely do it. If you want to be like a native speaker, it's possible, but it's just the time and the commitment and the sacrifice you put in to get there. And you can 1000% get there because many people have done it already. It's just up to you. How responsible are you for your journey? Thank you very much for listening to this episode. I really appreciate Come and find me on TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. I'm putting out so much content at a minute. And at the moment, I'm putting out a live every day on Instagram. So come join me there as well. I look forward to speaking to you next time. Ciao.